And we were on the road with the Rough Riders. Joe Womack was our strength coach, and he was rooming with Ron Este. I'm coming down the elevator with Joe Womack, and he is man, he is so mad. And I'm like, what's wrong, Joe? And he goes, you wouldn't believe what Este did. He's in his underwear, and he emptied the mini bar. Smarties and the Kit Kats, thinking it's free, thinking it was a gift basket. And Joe looks at me, it ain't fun. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show on a Monday and a brand new week. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, it's, it's going to be fun. It's always fun. We've got breaking news coming into episode number 1040 of this program coming at you live on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live across all of Canada and 31 U.S. states. Uh, we're also on WQEE Radio in Atlanta. We are Atlanta's NHL show there in the, in the Big Peach. And we're also on YouTube Live and Podcast. I'm in South Florida, be, I guess beginning my final week in Florida for a while. Uh, Moose is in Toronto. We've got a lot to get to today. So, Moose, I will just uh, say hi. Welcome to the program. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to... Uh, <clears throat> no, I will ask you how your weekend was. We're going to get into that in the quick six, what yours was and a little bit of what mine was. But before we do that, just overall, uh, how are things in the big smoke? Hogtown... The T dot Toronto uh, over the weekend. Yeah, really great, <clears throat> awesome weekend. Little little smoky as the weekend wrapped up yesterday, mm. but all in all, things are great out here. Good to hear. Well, I'll tell you what, it is so flipping hot. And you and I talked on the phone yesterday, and I'm uh, hey, I made the choice to live here, so I can't complain too much. But it's in the one hundreds in in Fahrenheit, and my Jeep Goldie officially calved on the weekend. And uh, it did not go over well in our house. But I'm, I'm in a far better mood now today because my new mechanic, new mechanic, we've changed mechanics. Uh, he got back to me this morning. I just took it in there this morning. It was overheating, Moose. I was going down the freeway and all of a sudden this, bang, it's a 2004 Jeep Wrangler. It's not brand new, but it ain't a clampet mobile from Beverly Hillbillies either, you know. Uh, I think came up in the dash and said, check gauges. I don't think I told you all this. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I look over in the temperature gauge as you're looking at us right in the red. So I'm like pulled right over. I don't know what the oh, yeah, it was about to overheat. And it was <laughs> so from there, the golden girl was in her Cadillac. And she was at that point. I don't know if she was ahead of me or behind, but she's, you know, she comes to help. And we try we drove incrementally. We're about 20 miles away from home five to ten miles at a clip before this thing would overheat and finally we got into what she likes to call the hood pulled up on one of our neighbor's lawns and he's like he was a mechanic he came running out and he's like don't drive this thing another foot you're gonna blow the engine at the very least you got a water pump a thermometer something but don't drive this thing another at all you, you leave it on my lawn overnight i don't care that's the kind of way the people are down here as you notice very good people and uh, anyways, rolled it straight to the garage. Guy called me today. He goes, yep, it's your water pump. It's done. I'll have it fixed tomorrow. So we're good. But I, I can't. I can't. I literally thought getting away from minus 50 would end my vehicle problems in extreme weather. You come here and it's plus 50 and the same blinking thing happens. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where the best place is for weather, Moose. I don't know. Maybe it's Toronto. Maybe you figured it out. Maybe you are in the best place for weather. I'm not sure. But can you, Director Jordan, hit the quick six show horn, and then we will get down to business. I know there's a lot of people here. 
there's a lot of people here that are here for the football. And uh, my thing is, I'm sitting here watching sports and I'm like, now, all they talk about is NFL. But Lionel Messi, which is a whole other thing. This morning, Serena's like, what did you think of the uh, announcement with Messi uh, yesterday? And I said, what do you mean? 20,000 people showed up in Fort Lauderdale, which is 12 miles south of my house, to, for a news conference. <laughs> 20,000 people for a news conference. For Lionel Messi being introduced as the newest something-something of Inter-Miami, the MLS team. That is in my quick sick here, but we have, we have, I didn't even know about it. There's so much going on here that you didn't even know that was going on, that 20,000 people could sneak into a stadium for a news conference. And uh, yeah, the breaking news on this Monday, though, we have some hockey news. The Chicago Blackhawks and forward Connor Bedard have agreed to terms on a three-year entry-level contract for the number one overall draft pick. The team said this morning the deal through the 2025-26 season will mean a $950,000 annual salary cap hit. That's the maximum allowed. It comes on Connor's 18th birthday. And to quote the holy child... In the news release, he says, being drafted by an original six team has been such a surreal experience, and I couldn't be more thrilled to be a part of this team's future. The Blackhawks organization and the city of Chicago have such a rich history, and I'm honored to be a part of it. So I was out doing a little sponsor commitment this morning here in Boca, West Boca, when this news came down. When I came over my phone, and I'm like, ah, Bedard signed. Yeah, big news for the Bedard fans in the hockey world, but it's not like we didn't think he was going to sign. Obviously, there was none, wasn't going to be a holdout. You can only sign for $950,000 max. So it's, it's news today, but it's not earth-shattering news. There was a debate. I, I shouldn't speak for Serena, but she thinks that he's going to start the season on the top line. There are viewers and audience members of ours that say he won't. And I'm like, that's what training camp's for, Darren. That's what training camp's for. He showed up at the age of 15 and scored two goals in his WHL debut. I understand it's different levels of hockey, but he's always not only reached the occasion, he's surpassed it. I think he could open the season on the Blackhawks' top line. But again, that's what camp is for. So it's a big day today. We'll remember this on his birthday, but it ain't earth-shattering. I agree. I agree. We didn't think he would sign, or there were, we we all knew he would sign. We didn't think there was any chance that he wouldn't sign. Um, yeah, and what line he'll play on? You're right. It, it's training camp and who he has chemistry with, and, and what seems to come out of that. Who they want to play him with. Um, they won't put too much pressure on him, but they'll give him every opportunity. So yeah, I could see him playing on the top line, no doubt. Um, the biggest thing you know you take away from this is he's a generational talent, one of the you know one of the best to come through junior hockey, and he signs for nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You know, it's just the difference in the leagues. Like Wambanyama, you know, what did he sign for in, in uh, the NBA? Or you know, Webby, um, Bra- yeah, Bryce Young in, in in the NFL. Like these are. You know, tens or hundreds of like tens of millions of dollars that they get guaranteed for a first overall pick. But Bedard, yeah, great to see it happen, and love that it was on his birthday. They're already calling the Spurs number one overall pick, Webby. I'm like, there's only one Webby, Barry Webster, the former president of the Moose Jaw Warriors, and do not get me started. And there's other breaking hockey news uh, today, this out of Winnipeg. And I'll be honest, this ain't the most earth-shattering news either, but they're acting like it's the second coming of Bobby Hull. Morgan Barron has signed a two-year contract with the Winnipeg Jets. The deal has an average annual value of $1.35 million. He played 70 games for the Jets last year 
eight goals, 13 assists, and 31 penalty minutes. The Halifax product also played all five playoff games against Vegas. I think that was when he took the shot in the face. Was it not in the playoff? They're like, look at this tough customer. He took it. He got opened up in the face, came back and finished the game. So it's great they signed him at 1.35 for a two-year deal, but it ain't Bobby Hull. So that's the breaking news today. Jordan, can you hit the horn again, if you don't mind? Because now we'll get back on track. We're halfway through this opening segment, and I haven't even got to the quick six yet. So I'm going to start uh, here. We'll, we'll run through this fast. Danny Jansen hit a three-run double in the eighth to give Toronto what turned out to be some uh, much-needed cushion. And the Blue Jays beat the Arizona Diamondbacks 7-5 Sunday for a three-game weekend sweep. Kevin Kiermeyer and Santiago Espinal. Each had two hits and an RBI, and Vladdy broke a two-all tie with a sack fly in the fifth. Jays off today before hosting San Diego on Tuesday. I had a few other MLB notes here, but uh, because of the hockey news, we got to speed it up. I'll get rid of those. Point two, place line, Fort Lauderdale. Lionel Messi has arrived. After a month of anxious anticipation, Inter-Miami on Sunday introduced new signing and Messi to a sold-out crowd at Drive Pink Stadium. The Argentinian soccer star had inked a multi-year contract with the club Saturday, becoming the highest profile signing to hit the MLS league since David Beckham joined the LA Galaxy in 2007. So I'm just going to pause that for a second. I immediately scrolled my score app. I'm on it 20 to 25 times a day, the score app. I'm sure you're the same. And I'm looking at the Inter-Miami schedule. I'm like, now they're on a break for a month. I don't get this sucker. I just don't get it. But I'm trying. I'm trying. It's like my counselor Rand, you know, when my world blew up here a couple of years ago uh, and I left. Uh, he was like, I don't really understand what you're doing, but, uh, but tell me. I want to understand what you're doing. <laughs> and that, then he supported it. I'm like, Inter-Miami, MLS, I don't understand what you're doing. How do you get the season going and then take a month off in between it, in the middle of it? Like Serena, she's all, she knows it. She goes, um, it's the FA Cup. They go and play in another tournament in the middle of the year. My, I don't get it. Um, and I don't even know who these people are showing up to the stadium for a news conference. I think my landlord, Britt, who you've met, is one of them. He's an Inter-Miami season ticket holder, but I don't understand it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on. I just wanted to throw in there that Lionel Messi, they're saying this is the most significant soccer signing in North American history. They had welcome videos on the big screen in Fort Lauderdale from Tom Brady, from Steph Curry, all for Lionel Messi. So I'm going to get into it. But I also know this. They've been drawing 7,000 a game, and they're in last place. So it's now the thing to do. It just tells you what star players can do for a franchise. Uh, speaking of, point three. Saskatchewan Rough Riders quarterback Trevor Harris will miss time as the result of a tibial plateau fracture in his right knee the cfl team announced sunday the 37 year old was hurt in the fourth quarter of saturday's rough riders loss to calgary he was attempting to run when stamps d lineman Derek wiggin rolled up on him bending the quarterback's leg awkwardly the rough riders said harris will require surgery as a result of the injury and here's the statement moose from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, they said, we are optimistic Trevor will make a full recovery and are not ready to rule out a return at some point later in the season. With Harris out, Mason Fine becomes Rough Riders starting quarterback. They play at BC on Saturday. They don't, won't rule it out that he'll come. I'm not ruling out that I'll become the governor of the state of Florida. I'm not ruling it out. It could happen. But it's not going to happen. 
Trevor Harris ain't coming back this year. So it leads us to our poll question today for Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed with your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. Now, Clark, can you give me a sample size, please, on YouTube, what the voting public is saying? On the question, can the Rough Riders be competitive without him? What is it? 56% on YouTube saying, no, they can't be. 63% on Twitter saying, no, they can't be competitive without their star quarterback. Allen on Twitter writes us, Allen S. He says, not sure yet, but I'm not expecting wins versus the Lions and Argos. So I'm going to put them down as a no. This is, uh, if you watched the game, which I did on CBS Sports Network, they, the football gods stuck a knife in the Rough Riders and they twisted it. Not only did they have a lead with a minute to go, and we're going to spend some time on how that game ended, everybody. Um, tough one. How are you voting? Uh, can they be competitive or not? I'm going to vote yes. What do you got? I'm going to vote yes. I think they can be competitive. Um, I think Mason Fine you know, showed that he can play well. He, he came in and gave the team a chance to win. So if he can just do that, yes, they can be competitive. But boy, is it going to be tough. This really, really hurts not having your starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No problem. The, um, for sure, sorry. Emails coming in in the middle of the show. We're going to, I shouldn't be reading them. So while, while we're on the air. But what I'm seeing from the people is uh, the fans various ways for those that didn't watch the game trevor harris goes out right trevor harris goes out and mason fine comes in and he leads the team they were down six points leads them on a fourth quarter rally ties the game with the point after they go up a point with a minute to go saskatchewan looks like they're going to win the place is going nuts and then the calgary stampeders march it the other way 50-yard field goal game over calgary wins um, so there's a couple things. The receiver that caught that touchdown, Tevin Jones, is saying, I sh- what, what was he saying? I, he goes, I should have gone down at the one. And I'm getting a bad echo. Is that coming from you or from me, or where is that coming from? I'm not sure. Could be coming from me. Okay. So that, and um, also Matt DeBuck, uh, who will be joining us later on in the program, high school football coach here, um, just on the way the game ended, why did the Riders take the Calgary receiver down at the 43-yard line with a couple seconds left, allowing time for a game-winning field goal to be kicked? You know, should he have stood him up? Um, Matt's going to come on later and discuss that, but you've played, coached, and ref football. So what do you think with the way the Riders handle that at the end of the game? Yeah, you can't always control how a player's going to respond in the moment. And... You know, I think at the end of the day, you need to score the points. And, yeah, you're sitting there thinking, maybe we left a little too much time on the clock. But, the, but you know, you'd rather rely on your defense than not score at all. Um, yeah, if you had your, your, your wishes. But we've also seen not just this team, but other teams in the Canadian Football League, when you get down inside the five-yard line or down on the one, be unable to score, Right. They've gone through that position from the one-yard line and haven't been able to score. So, I mean, I, I want to make sure you get the touchdown first and foremost. Um, you can get cute with it, and sometimes that comes back to bite you. 
But at the end of the day, your defense, too, it bent a little bit at the end, but still made him kick a 50-yard field goal for the win with no time on the clock. I mean, that's not an easy thing for a kicker to do on the road in Regina, of all places. You know, it just happened that Calgary made the field goal and won the game. But I think the Riders put themselves in a good spot. It's just unfortunate the way it ended. We're going to take a timeout. We've got a lot more to get to with regards to all the other CFL games. Uh, a little more on the Blue Jays, as I mentioned, these hockey notes today. There's a lot to get to. It's a brand new week, and we'll be right back. It's the RP Show. We're in the middle of the warm-up on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. Get the card that gets you every blockbuster movie this summer for just $9.99. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. Every movie. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. $9.99. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The Flash. Oppenheimer. The Little Mermaid. Barbie. Teenage Mutant. Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. You get the idea, but we're running out of time. Every ticket just $9.99. Get all the movies. Get the deal. Join today at LandmarkExtras.com. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. For movie lovers. Okay, the RP Show continues on this Monday, episode 1040, coming at you live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio in various streaming forms. Good um, Moose is with us. Let's bring him in now, and we're getting a lot of interesting reaction from the way the game ended Saturday night in the CFL. There's a lot going on in the world of sports, but a lot of our audience's focus is on the uh, Canadian Football League. By the way, Moose, when I said I was out doing a sponsor commitment this morning, I found it. I found it at Total Wine and More, the Sober Carpenter. Non-alcoholic beverage. A non-alcoholic craft beer. This is my first, first ever sip live on air. Wow. Oh, my God. It's dream. It's it's it's. If you had a dream and you put it in a can, this would be it. This is the organic session IPA. I found that at Total Wine and More. You can find it uh, at a retailer near you. Just Google Sober Carpenter and your city, and you'll find it. Because I found it for Regina locations, Calgary locations, South Florida locations. I'm sure all of our audience has a retailer close to them. So it's here yeah. in the GTA before I move. It's here in the yeah, GTA. Yeah, did you look it up? Whole, whole, no, I didn't look it up. I saw it in Whole Foods when I was out shopping. Nice. It was right there at the grocery store. Yeah, it was awesome. How about that? How about that? How um, about that? Maybe we got to start drinking <laughs> beer on this show, the, the Sober Carpenter beer. It's non-alcoholic craft beer, just for those that know. Darren can drink right. whatever kind of beer he wants. I stick to the non-alcoholic kind. Um, just from some of the viewers, uh, I'll just pop, sprinkle in a few comments here, but we got to keep rolling to some other things. We, we will spend a lot of time on the CFL today. But the Progressive Insurance text line's open, 902-518-3033 to reach us here. From streaming, Northside in Edmonton says, I wonder if the Elks will end up with more wins than the Riders this year. Well, we covered the Elks on Friday. That was their most recent loss Thursday night. Uh, what are they, 0-5? They're all on everything. So 
just worry about them getting a win before we talk about who they're going to get more wins then. Wayne in BC says, I think the Riders, even with Trevor Harris, were not going to make first place and be favorites to win the Grey Cup. They're at best a third place team this year. Wayne in BC, the biggest Rider fan I know in BC. Are you drinking real beer, Wayne? <laughs> truth, ser truth serum coming out from Wayne in BC. Um, Jack is watching in Vulcan, Alberta. Where's the comment from Jack? It was a good one. Ah, I can't find it, but I'll paraphrase. He said the, um, he said the uh, knock, uh, Moxie, the Calgary Stampeders defender, should have knocked that pass down rather than going for the interception and tipping it into the receiver's hands. So it was just kind of a football play. I mean, listen, obviously I was distracted with some messages that were going around while we were on the air earlier. So uh, say it again. Forget about the Tevin Jones play. He played it fine. It was a tip drill, scored the touchdown. If they could have played defense, they win the game. So I, I, Tevin Jones didn't do anything wrong. But as far as the Calgary receiver being taken to the ground at the 43 and giving the Riders time to kick a 50-yard field goal, did the defender, and I, I think it was Larry, was it Larry Dean? Was, what was he supposed to stop and hold them? Like it's peewee RMF football? What, 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 I don't know because I didn't play the game. You're the football guy. Did the rider defense do something wrong in that position by leaving too much time on the clock, making that tackle? Right. I mean, that's the option, right, is to let him run around a little bit till the time's expired and then do it, right? Run around till the clock's expired and then do it. But I think until you do that, like, no, you're not sitting there as a defender in football looking back at the clock. Like you are, you know, when you're a hockey player in the final seconds, you got the puck behind the net. Nobody's right. You look up at the clock, right, to see, and you wind it down. You slap it down the ice. But I don't think you do that in the, in the CFL and pro football. You're not looking around for the clock. You make the tackle. You don't want them to get away. So, yeah, it is unfortunate. It would have been nice if they would have let them run for two more seconds but or a few more seconds, but no. At the end of the day, they made him kick a 50-yard field goal. That's not easy to do. He made it. They won. End of story. Yeah, okay. Trevor, well, you know they're going to debate it six ways from Sunday. That's a football thing. That's a sports thing. So I don't necessarily think anybody did anything wrong at the end of the game. Now, having said that, Matt DeBuck will be with us next hour from the Cardinal Gibbons High School Chiefs, back-to-back uh, -back 5A Florida State champions. And he's a CFL alum. He has some thoughts on this. He's from Verdun, Quebec, originally. Trevor in Winnipeg, by the way, says, how many wake-up games do the Bombers need? So we'll get to that. Hang on. I'm not quite done yet. Um, we'll make this quick. Points 4A and 4B, sports that Darren's into. I'm not, but that doesn't make him wrong or me right. Uh, Danish pole sitter Christian Lundgaard captured the Honda Indy Toronto on Sunday for his first win of the Indy car season. And Carlos Alcaraz, if I said that right, of Spain yeah. ended Novak Djokovic's 34-match winning streak at Wimbledon on Sunday by beating him in an entertaining five-set final to win his first championship at the All-England Club. So Wimbledon, Indy car, two things I don't care about. But I know you do a lot, and you're on in this segment of the show. So do you want to take a minute to t recap those before we move on? Yeah, thanks. Tennis more than IndyCar. It was cool. I went down, saw the Toronto Indy. Tons of action down there, lots of people. Um, got some stuff for our social media, which was really neat. It was cool to experience it. 
didn't really watch the whole race. But tennis, I was more into the Wimbledon final. Didn't start out great. Djokovic just rolled in the first set, and you thought it was going to be short. But this young kid, Alcaraz, is like the next, you know, um, Rafael Nadal. Um, he really is from Spain. Um, he battled back. It was really entertaining, back and forth. Um, tons of celebrities in the crowd. And it was everything you want in, in a championship final. So Wimbledon's one of the one of the things on the calendar, you know, a lot of people pay attention to. And it came down. It was a lot of fun. So, hey, that's cool that you're into that. I, I like that you're into that. But it's funny because I was talking to one of our business guys uh, here today, and he was talking about the WCBL. And coming up next, we've got a uh, gentleman from the Moose Jaw Millers, Dawson Tweet. And that's awesome. He's hitting 473 in the WCBL this year, and he's reading me off his stats. I'm like, stop, stop. NFL training camps are still opening this week. I've got my eye on the NHL. Bedard's signed. I, got, I, I don't have room here. For WCBL or Major Junior Hockey or University, I just, I stop. I can't. So we're going to, God bless you. But I can't. I don't have time for all of it. Like I'm just sticking my toe in the water for soccer here. And into Miami because it's cool. But anyways, Tom's watching in Calgary and he says, quote, it ain't over till it's over. Well, that's a good segue into these other week six CFL games. Uh, going back to Thursday, Hamilton, was it 37-29? I feel like it was bigger spread than that. It doesn't matter. Hamilton won at Edmonton, and the Elks are all in everything. Toronto beat Montreal 35-27, and I feel bad for my guy Cody because Fajardo played a fine game. I watched at least a half of that game, but they lost. Toronto's just a far better team. Um, and then Ottawa, like who? It's the upset of not just this year. It's the upset of the decade, probably, in the Canadian Football League. Dustin Crum, not even a household name in his own house. Fourth string quarterback for Ottawa leads the Red Blacks. Weren't they down 26 to 9 going into the fourth quarter? And the Blue Bombers take their eye off the ball and end up losing in overtime 31 28. To Tom in Calgary's point, it ain't over till it's over. So Crum engineered a uh, touchdown drive to win the game, successful two-point convert, and then uh, winning it in overtime. Who is Dustin Crum? Flavor of the week in the media. For his sake, I hope that, that it uh, lasts for a long time. Listen, I've been doing it a long time. You've been following it a long time. There's a lot of flashes in the pan. It's not about, did you have one good game? Rocky Butler. You know, did you string it along consistently for weeks and years? Hey, nothing against Dustin Crump. But, and, and incidentally, I was at a seven-on-seven -seven national high school football tournament Saturday, so I didn't watch the game. So when I got the notification that Ottawa had beaten Winnipeg, I was like, what? what? Do I have heat stroke? Which, incidentally, I was very close, I think, to having. <laughs> um, so Saturday's games in the CFL were just ridiculous endings and fantastic CFL endings. Classic CFL endings, yeah. Like, it's just everything you'd expect. And to be honest, I'm the same as you, Rod. Like, I really thought out of all the games this week that Winnipeg and Ottawa was one game I didn't need to watch. I'm like, I know what's going to happen. It's not going to be entertaining. So I was with the same as you. I'm checking the score up. I'm like, yep, as predicted, Winnipeg's rolling. And then I'm like, What? They're coming back? What? What? And it's a crazy thing about momentum, too, is it gives you confidence. So late in that game, like I went back and watched some of that, 
And when they're driving, they've got confidence and into overtime. And almost, you know, like they believe they can play with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and they could. So that was really cool. Um, I don't know if this is going to spark the big turnaround of the season for Ottawa, and they can, you know, rally to potentially contend for a Grey Cup. But it, we've seen the signs of how good they can be. And as you mentioned with the quarterback with Crum, um, here's now an opportunity for him to get something started. It's just one game, as you said. But if he can turn this into two, three, four, six games, ten games, man, they could have something, and maybe they found their next guy. You just look at those classic endings and what I saw on social media from the fans is God bless the CFL. No lead is safe, as the gentleman said. Um, but it's just imagine if the league had its, I'm sorry to say, but had its act together off the field on the business end. With these people that are supposed to be marketing it and promoting it and making money off of it. Like, my God, imagine if they had people. I can't. Because the, the, the Endings like that and games like that deserve better. But the ratings, and that's my point, is the ratings are incrementally raising. I'm seeing the info from 3downnation.com, and I'm like, oh, great, these business people are going to think it's because of them. It's nothing they did, believe me. The CFL is surviving in spite of them because of tremendous stories like Dustin Crumb and the, the personnel staff of the Red Blacks to find this guy, you know? So we'll talk more about that in hour two. Um, a quick peek of what's happening in the CFL in week seven is Thursday, Edmonton at Winnipeg, Friday, Toronto at Hamilton, Saturday, Sask at BC, and Sunday, Ottawa at Calgary. We don't have a lot of time here, only two minutes, but I had to sneak in an NFL point. I would say the biggest point of the National Football League coming out of the weekend is that Darren's Tennessee Titans hope they filled their major need at wideout with the signing of three-time All-Pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. A two-year deal worth $26 million could push it up to around $15 million a year. That had to make you happy. It was big. We didn't know. We knew the visit that he had about a month ago in Nashville with Mike Vrabel and stuff was awesome. But he still went to New England. He talked about wanting to play with these great quarterbacks like Mahomes or Josh Allen or Tua or whoever else. And he chose Nashville and Ryan Tannehill and Mike Vrabel. So that it's cool. Um We'll see how it turns in. We, I mean, we've had Randy Moss. They've had Julio Jones. They've had Andre Johnson. And it hasn't worked out with veteran receivers. But this is an exciting time for, uh, for Tennessee. We'll get more uh, of that in hour two. Just from some of the audience. Cole in Victoria, B.C. says, Morning RP Show. B.C. is the best team in the CFL. And I'm okay with calling myself a homer. It is overreaction Monday after all. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, if you look at Stamps' rider schedules the next two weeks, the Stamps can realistically leap ahead of the riders moving into August. I don't need a schedule to tell me that. They just beat him Saturday night. Um, Arlen Bruce says, good job for my guy, Coach Dice. Leanne and Regina says, the look on Bob Dice's face after the game was priceless. I'm happy for him that they pulled it out. Listen, do not underestimate the value of coaching and in today's sport it's even more important it's not just about x's and o's any freddie and joe can do that it's about relating with the players having them want to run through a wall for you you know you've kind of always wanted to have that but it's even more important now you need to connect with the player and bob dice does that and that's why i think they're they're turning it around it's <laughs> clearly it's not about the quarterback position to a degree it is but it's more about coaching. 
And I think we all thought Bob Dice had it in him. And look out. Let's see how far it goes. Moose, I'll see you back here in an hour, too. See you then. Special guest joining us next. We have a sports update coming up and uh, audience takeover. It's the RP Show. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, YouTube Live, and your favorite podcast platform. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. RP Show continues on a brand new week, broadcasting from South Florida, but next week we'll be back up in beautiful and a little cooler Western Canada. By the way, we're going to talk some Western Canadian Baseball League here in a second, but I always love when I open up the text line from the last show, which was Friday. We were talking about the Saskatoon Berries, the expansion team, which had morphed, uh, which was just was named last week, and we... Somehow it spun off into crazy team names, which incidentally, I voted yes. I like the Saskatoon Berries. Bill in Brantford, Ontario, watching on Game Plus TV, says uh, Brantford had a senior A hockey team in 1987. They were sponsored by the makers of Mott's Clamato Juice. So they named the team the Brantford Clamatos. People chuckled at the name, but were happy when they won the Allen Cup in 1987. So listen, Dawson tweet is from Russell, Manitoba. He's an infielder with the Moose Jaw Millers, and he's, if I, he's got to correct me if I'm wrong, hitting 473 this year with the Moose Jaw Millers. Was an all-star coming out of the WCBL All-Star Game in Okotoks on the weekend. Do we have Dawson tweet, guys? There, Hey, Dawson, welcome to the program. As we're talking about team names, do you know why the Moose Jaw Millers are called the Millers? Sorry to put you on the spot, but do you know where that name came from? Uh, I honestly have uh, no idea. Um, I mean, we have a bunch of train tracks running through the middle of the town, but uh, other than that, I have no idea. That's two of us, so you're good. You're fine on that. Dawson, thanks for taking the time uh, out to join us here. And t- is it 473 you're batting as we're starting the post-All-Star break schedule? Is that a fact? Uh, yeah, something right around there. Um, I try not to look at it too much, you know, go day by day, but yeah. Having fun? Well, I know it's over 100 points higher than the next closest guy, and I, they were telling me I think it's a 37-game hitting streak on the go. I don't want you to talk about that. We don't want to jinx it, but I will say this. Is that ball looking the size of a beach ball right now, or what would you attribute this uh, success to individually this year for you? Um, the ball, yeah, it's been looking pretty big. Um, a lot of it has to do with uh, my approach at the plate. Um, you know, when I went to school, I was kind of seeing a lot of pitches, and coach decided I need to switch it up a little bit. And uh, so more of an aggressive approach, see ball, hit ball, and it's been playing dividends right now and just keeping it going. Well, I always like to ask the players about themselves and their story to get to where they are. But before I do that, um, the All-Star weekend, the All-Star game, 
in Okotoks on Saturday. How was that? That's that's got to be a major feather in your cap to participate in. It was amazing. You know, it was a it was a great experience. The fans were amazing. Um, meeting all the guys from the different teams was was pretty cool. You know, you play against these guys all year, and you kind of you know butt heads a little bit. But during the All Star break, you know, we all got along really well, and it was cool to to see you know what these guys had to say and their opinions on the season so far. But it was a, an amazing experience that I also got to share with my brother. You know, he was at the All Star game as well, and so that was an amazing part of it too. How did the game itself go? It was a good game. I mean, we were right with them. We had the lead early, um, and then they, they smacked a couple of bombs on us to take the lead. But, you know, it was a lot of fun to be a part of. Very competitive game, even though it was just a exhibition all-star game. It was Everybody wanted to win, and it was really cool. So, again, batting 473 from Russell, Manitoba, with the Moose Jaw Millers who are having a great season. How would you get from there to Moose Jaw, and what do you think's next? What do you aspire to in this great game of baseball? Uh, so my uh, my dad actually grew up in Moose Jaw, and so after my college season last year, I wanted somewhere to play and hit up Coach Eric here and uh, got on right away and loved, loved it here last year and then wanted to come back this year. You know, after taking second place, we wanted a ring, so I wanted to be a part of that that whole campaign. And uh, looking forward, you know, it's going to be, you know, another year at college and then see how that goes and hopefully move on to the next level. What college are you at? I'm at William Jewell College um, in Liberty, Missouri. It's uh, NCAA Division II. Tell me about that program and that school and that town and what you like about it. Oh, I love it. You know, um, it's a very competitive program. You know, our coach demands the the best out of us and we had quite a few returners who were fantastic leaders you know bringing in juco transfers um very well um we did well this year we had uh we were 30 and 22 by the end of the season i believe was the record and um yeah no i loved it had some success there can't wait to get back liberty moose uh, sorry liberty missouri sounds a lot to me like moose jaw does are they similar a little bit uh, no, not at all. <laughs> no? Uh, Liberty's just outside of Kansas City, so it's a little bit more of a city vibe than uh, Moose Jaw is. Um, a little bit more going on, but uh, I love Moose Jaw. Still small, and you know everybody, and everybody loves the Millers here, so it's awesome. I love it, too. And uh, well, coming from Russell, Manitoba, Moose Jaw probably feels like New York City for you, so that's cool. And, and just speak about that and, and the Millers. What is it like? playing for that ball club at Ross Wells Park? Uh, it, it's absolutely electric. You know, growing up in a town of 1,700, you know, the fans that you have at the games are, uh, you know, family members and grandparents. Um, and then you come here and we're getting, you know, 350, 450 fans a game and everybody loves it. You know, they're cheering every play and it's just, it's amazing. I couldn't ask for a better atmosphere. Well, uh, Dawson, let me just ask you this last question. What's the outlook? I guess you guys were at Medicine Hat tonight. What's the schedule like in the second half for you guys, and what do you think is uh, achievable for this club? Uh, we have the we have the sights set pretty high. You know, there's a lot of talk of, of championships here. I think we have the right group to do it, um, but it starts with a strong second half here. Um, we got Med Hat tonight for two games, uh, tonight, tomorrow. So 
that'll be a good set with them. I know they're hungry to come after the number one team on the east side. But uh, we're just going to do what we do, you know, roll in, throw the ball, and hit the ball. Dawson, good luck with it. You're well-spoken. Uh, great guy, I can tell. Congrats on the season so far, and uh, good luck finishing it off. Thank you very much. Appreciate having me on the show. Dawson Tweed of the Moose Jaw Millers, the pride of Russell, Manitoba, and you can follow him on Twitter. Now listen to this closely. Dawson underscore tweet one. If he's still watching, open your phone, Dawson. You got a new follower. That's me. But uh, you got to love that league and uh, the people that are in it. Before we break it, I'll get to the audience takeover. Actually, no, we're going to break. We have to now. Um, we'll do a sports update when we come back and also audience takeover. Moose rejoins in hour two and Matt DeBuck of the Cardinals Gibbons, Cardinal Gibbons High School Chiefs defending 5A Florida State High School champions talk some CFL football X's and O's. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television. WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. We back. It's hour one, but the final segment of I always like audience takeover, and I also like uh, the sports update. Breaking news from this Monday: the Chicago Blackhawks and forward Connor Bedard have agreed to terms on a three-year entry-level contract for the number one overall pick. It'll pay him nine hundred fifty thousand dollars per season, and it comes on his 18th birthday. Out of Winnipeg today, the Jets have signed forward Morgan Barron to a two-year deal. He uh, came over from the Rangers last year. Canadian Elite Basketball League play. Cat Barber bounced back with 28 points to help the Scarborough sco- uh, Shooting Stars snap a two-game losing streak and defeat the Niagara River Lions 90-84 on Sunday at Toronto's Pan Am Sports Centre. And Travion Graham's season-high 24 points led the Montreal Alliance as they snapped a two-game losing streak and a 79-74 win over the Vancouver Bandits uh, Sunday night. And the Toronto Blue Jays have the day off following a weekend sweep of the visiting Arizona Diamondbacks. They will host San Diego Tuesday. Righty Alec Manoa is expected to start on the mound for Toronto. This sports update brought to you by the Steadies. Their island rock genre of music was named Concert of the Year by Planet S Magazine. Their summer tour is on now. Visit thesteadies.ca for more info and stream the Steadies on Apple Music and Spotify. And we're also brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters July 21st. Barbie. Barbie lives in Barbie land. And then a story happens starring Ryan Gosling, Kate McKinnon, Will Ferrell, and Margot Robbie. Okay. It has been busy. That's always the case. Um, In hour two, we'll slow things down a little more and get into some stuff here. 
The Miller Express are writing in for Moose Jaw, the baseball team. They say Dawson Tweed is top-notch, both on and off the field. He's a fan favorite. Oh, I can, I can tell. To the Canadian Football League talk from the weekend, Jeff the Stamps fan has showed up to troll today. He says, FYI, the Stampeders have won nine of their last ten at Mosaic Stadium. From Jan Med, that's the account, Jan Med says, the question is how many CFL starting quarterbacks will be still standing at the end of the season? That's the question for every uh, sports league. Is it not every football league? Um, yeah, I can't wait to get Moose back in to talk about this next hour. And I, and I will preview this. Matt DeBuck coming up, former Blue Bombers and Argonauts receiver, coaches high school football down here, which is a very highly coveted position. 13th ranked team in all of American high school football is his team, the Cardinal Gibbons High School Chiefs. He's become a close friend. He wanted to debate how those games ended on Saturday in the CFL. And I said, stop, DeBuck, stop. Just come on the show Monday and explain it there. Should they have taken the Calgary receiver to the ground? Should Tevin Jones have looked at the clock and taken a knee? Like, what, what? But I didn't play the game. So I'll defer to the football people. Uh, regarding the CFL games, uh, Kirk writes in from Toronto. He's watching on Game Plus, and he says, CFL viewers are up on TSN and RDS, outdrawing MLS and NHL on ABC and ESPN. Um, yeah, we can get into that too. The games have been good. Bravo CFL. It's the credit to the credit of the players and the coaches and nobody else. Brian in Hudson's Bay watching in regarding that Calgary receiver, making the reception, getting to the 43, taken down and enough time on the clock left for Calgary to kick a 50 yard field goal and win it. Brian says that Calgary guy is going to give himself up. Anyways, Riders did not deserve the game. Stamps were the better team all game. Riders, proofread your text, please, Brian and Hudson Bay. But this part I will agree with you. He says they will never win anything with this regime in charge. That ain't looking that like they will. Um, Steven from North Dakota says, Greetings and no hallucinations. Streaming towards sunny 65-degree Lostwood, North Dakota. The Riders snapped defeat from the jaws of victory. Again, go Stamps, go. That's from Stephen. By the way, we're in the final minute of hour one. Chuck Ruhr writes in on the Progressive Insurance text line, 902. He says, good morning, Roddy. Our Lumsden 15U AA Cubs won the provincial championships in unity this weekend. Now off to Kelowna for the Westerns. With coach Riley Ruhr, pitcher shortstop Brady Ruhr, and very proud Gramps, Chuck Ruhr. Congratulations to you, Gramps. Good to hear from you, Chuck, and thanks for watching. Um, that's the thing. Janelle says it's easy to say woulda, coulda, shoulda. The heat of the moment, you're running on adrenaline, and sometimes the brain isn't making the best decisions. Tell me about it. That was my Saturday. Hour two coming up after this brief pause on Game Plus and the Key Radio.
This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply.